Hello, friends. This is Derek Kistner, founder and executive director of the Greater Peoria House of Prayer. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Whether you're hearing from me, my wife Mandy, or a trusted leader, it's my hope that it would serve you well in your walk with Jesus. Maybe you're listening at home here in central Illinois, maybe in your vehicle, or even somewhere on the other side of the world. However you're tuning in or wherever you are, it's my prayer that what you hear helps you to love God, His Word, His Spirit, His Church, and the people you interact with each and every day. Thanks again for listening, and may the grace of God fill your heart as you listen to the following message. All right, God, we just come before you, and we just thank you, Jesus, for tonight, and we ask for you to fill our hearts with your love and with your truth, God. Would you speak to each of us tonight, God? Give us ears to hear what you want to say to us, God. We just pray for just a deeper revelation of who you are and that you'd make yourself more alive to us, that would feel your love like never before, and we'd understand you and um, just grow closer to you tonight, God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, so the title of my message is God's Protecting Love, a deep dive into Psalm 91. So if you have your Bibles or your phones or whatever, feel free to open up to Psalm 91. We're going to be camping out there tonight. And this uh, message was just inspired by a dream that I had uh, a couple of years ago, and I'm going to get to that later in my message. Um, but I just, I've always loved Psalm 91. And uh, Psalm 91.1 in particular has been just my life verse, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute. Um, but just a couple things I want to highlight tonight is we're going to talk about the necessity of spending time with Jesus, and that's found in verse 1. And then we're going to talk about God's promises in Psalm 91. I'm going to share about the spiritual realm and also the power of God's protecting love. So those four topics I'm just going to go through tonight. So number one, spending time with Jesus. All right, Psalm 91.1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I just love that. So basically what, it, what it's saying is in order to abide in the shadow of the Almighty, we must choose to dwell in, this, in that secret place of the Most High. So we all want to rest in God's shadow and experience God's protection in our lives. But in order to do that, we have to dwell in the secret place and make our time with Jesus our top priority. So in order to be protected and you know experience those blessings, we got to dwell in that secret place. And so I uh, read a, a book by Bob Sorge years ago, and he said, if you need help, the very first, I think, part of his book said, if you need help, call 911. And I just think it's so, it's such a coincidence. You know, I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence that Psalm 91.1 is uh, 9-1-1. Like God is trying to highlight that to his, the church that, hey, if you need help, let's go to this verse and see this is, this is your lifeline. This is what we need to live by, cling to, believe in. Let's dwell in the secret place. And that's where protection comes from. All right. So the word dwell in the original Hebrew is yasab. And I, like, I, again, obviously I'm not a, um, a Greek, or Greek or Hebrew scholar, but um, I did research a little bit. I like, I don't know if you guys have the Blue Letter Bible. I think it's called Blue Letter Bible, but it's, I love going on there and just kind of cl- clicking on the Strong's Accordance and seeing the different meanings of the words in the original Hebrew and Greek. And it's so, so much more insightful, I feel like. Uh, so if I've always, if I've like have a question, like, I wonder what this really means. I just, I like to open that up. 
or just any any kind of Strong's concordance, you know, not just your app. So so the word yasab means to so dwell, which is yasab. It means to abide, sit, and remain, and have one's abode in a place of residence or home. So I I love that the word dwell. He who dwells in a secret place. You know, he who makes, takes the permanent residence in, who has a home in that secret place, that devotion to God, um, then, then, uh, then shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So it's like this, that, that dwelling, that, that, uh, that place of residence, um, you know, just a continual place we find refuge in. Okay. And then the word, uh, abide in the NIV, it says rest, shall rest under the shadow of the Almighty, which I love that because it's like, it's, it's talking about just resting, being protected, being there, abiding in there. And the shadow also means uh, God's shade, God's protection, his defense in our lives. Okay, so I'm going to also share um, just God's promises in Psalm 91. And I encourage you guys to meditate on this this week. And there's just so many amazing promises in this psalm. I'm not going to read the whole thing tonight. I'm going to read bits and pieces. So I'm going to sh- just share with you things that I have written down of what the psalm promises when we, verse 1, dwell in the secret place of the Most High. So it promises, God promises supernatural protection, God's deliverance from the enemy, divine health, supernatural power over deadly animals, peace with no fear of evil, eternal perspective to understand the reward of the wicked, angelic activity in our lives, exaltation for his glory, honor, God's presence, satisfaction, answers to our prayers, long life, and God's salvation. I mean, what amazing promises there, there is in this, um, this psalm. So I want to highlight verse 14 uh, tonight. It says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So I love that, like it says, there's three things that the Lord encourages us to do here in order to get the benefits in Psalm 14, 15, and 16, which is, um, you know, I'll set him on high, I'll be with him in trouble, deliver him, long life, show him my salvation, all those things. It's There's three things. Number one. It's to seek to set our love upon him in verse 14. When we seek to set our love upon him, number two, to know his name because he is known. Let's see, it says, um, I will set him on high because he has known my name. And number three, call upon him. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. So those are three things that if we want those promises also, I'm like, I want, I want to, um, just understand these, these things more God, because so I can receive that. And so, you know, how do we set our love upon Jesus? I was just thinking about that. And the word to set your love upon is one word in the original Hebrew. It's kashak, which is to cling, to join figuratively, to love, delight, to deliver, have a delight in, desire, long, um, to be attached to. And what I love about, um, I mean, I love all those definitions, but I love the, the part where, it's, where it says longing or have a desire. So when we set our love upon God, when we have a desire, a longing for him, that is, that is something that I'm like, I want to grow in that because it really is a gift to have a hungry heart. And, you know, I've definitely saw that early on when I 
um, began to seek God in a more purposeful way when I was in college and I began to understand him. Like there was just such a hunger in my heart. And I feel like there has been, but it's not, you know, there are ups and downs. But I'm like, I just, I want to keep having that hungry heart for the Lord, that longing that um, I had when I was, you know, 18, 19, 20. I want to keep um, desiring the Lord because it's such a gift. Because when we have a hungry heart, we're going to want to spend time with him. We're going to want to read His Bible, the Bible and, and seek his face. And so really it's a, a gift. So we need to ask that uh, regularly to the Lord. Look, God, just give me a, a longing heart. All right. So number two is to know his name. And that, that word know is yada, which means to know him, him intimately. And so it speaks also the name, his name speaks of his character. So to know his name is to know who he is, why he does the things he does, like who, like just try to, you know, understand and understand him somewhat, um, a little bit. And so when we know his name, um, he will set us on high. And when we call upon him, he will, he will answer us. He will honor us, deliver, um, give us long life and satisfy him and show him my salvation. So number three is call upon him. You know, we don't know how many answers to prayer that we, um, that we don't see because of our lack of prayer. And we, we don't also fully like when we, when we pray and we, um, seek the Lord, sometimes we don't even know the answers to our prayers, I believe, until we get to heaven. Sometimes it's kind of, you know, shielded from us. Like we're praying for Israel or another nation or someone to come to know Jesus. And, and it's just like so much, I believe that God's going to reveal to us when we get to be with him. I, I hope so. I hope he, he shows us like, wow, the, these prayers that you prayed here on earth, this is what they actually did. And so we got to continue to call upon him. Psalm 145, 18 says, the Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. I love that God is near to us. Like what a great promise. He's near when we call upon him. So I know we're a praying ministry. Let's keep on praying and calling upon him. Okay, so number three, I'm going to share about the spiritual realm. And I'm going to share a dream that I had a couple years ago and kind of incorporate it in my message. And um, hopefully this encourages you guys. But um, so in this dream, I was in this very large white room and I was on the sidelines. And I knew in my heart the way to make a difference or make an impact in life and to fulfill what God has called me to fulfill is to start running. And the only problem was, is that there were men stationed throughout this room with assault rifles and there was no one else running. And so I knew if I was hurt running, I would be the, the main target. And I was just, you know, afraid, but something rose inside of me where I was like, I, I just have to, I have to go for it. And so I just started running and I, I, um, lock eyes with a man who's holding a gun pointed at me. And I'm like, please don't shoot me. And he says, okay. He like looks at me. Okay. And so I felt peace. So I kept running and I turn around after I got a few feet, you know, past him, I turned around and looked at him and there he was holding it at me. And I knew in the mo that moment that he was about to shoot, that he lied to me. And then in that moment, a man comes and wraps his arms around. And we start running together. And I just felt like there was no hindrance. I knew like as soon as that man came and wrapped his arms around me, like I was protected. There's nothing I need to fear or worry, be worried about because I knew if I would get shot out, it wouldn't get, sh I wouldn't be shot at. It would be, he would take the bullet for me. And 
sorry. <laughs> um, and I just, I knew that, you know, like you would think that someone holding on to you, that it would be really hard to run, but it was like, it, it empowered me more. It was like we were in step, in sync. And um, it just empowered me just to keep going. And I didn't have any fear at all. Like I knew and felt God's love and his presence so much. And um, it was just that grace to keep going. And he was just so kind and so loving and so like willing to lose his life for my sake. So, um, so anyway, I, I'm going to, share a little bit more about that, but I was, um, in the car like a couple weeks ago, driving to Kiwani, sharing my heart. I was listening to a message in the message. Um, there was a preacher talking about new levels, new devils. Like if you want to be used by God, then you're going to experience more warfare. And I never liked that message. I'm like, I don't like that. Like I want to be used by God, but I don't want that, you know, attack of Satan upon my life. And so the Lord began to remind me of that dream I had. And how he is the one that takes the bullets for me and that um, he'll help me, you know, keep run that race. And I just, the Lord was really touching my heart during that time in the, in the van, just, you know, just praying that back to the Lord, that he is my shield. And so when I got out of the car, I said, Lord, I just pray you would speak to me something about, about this, about my dream, that you're the one that takes the bullets for me and you're, you're, you are protecting me. Um, and so I went and I saw my patient that I, I see once in a while and he always shares some, he always shares great stories. And normally I hear all of his stories on repeat every time I go see him. And, uh, he shared with me a story that I'd never heard before. And in this, um, and this is a true story. He knew this police officer and this dog and this dog was just a really like amazing dog. And he really liked my patient. And, um, and anyway, he said that one day, um, he found out that the police officer was on a call and he was, and there was someone that actually shot him, shot at him. But the dog jumped up in front of the police officer and took that bullet for the officer. And if he wouldn't have done that, he would, the officer would have likely have died. And when he was sharing that story, I was like, oh my gosh, like this, <laughs> this is like what I prayed for and the, the, what I was thinking about. And I prayed for a confirmation and then this story just, he shares a story with me and, um, my patients actually, he was crying because of how moved, how it moved his heart, like how, you know, an animal or someone can be so selfless. And I was just like, Jesus, you are like this. You are the, you're the one, like this is just God's affirmation and reaffirming like that he is the one that takes the bullets and he's the one that comes to our rescue, um, you know when we feel like hopeless and defeated, like he, like we don't understand as believers, the extent that God has gone and will go to protect us and how much he wants us to walk in the fullness of our calling. And like I was, I was running this race and I knew that I needed to fulfill God's call. Like he wants me to make an impact. He wants us to make an impact for his glory and his desire for us to do so like causes him to surround us with his protecting love and he, he wants us to, um, to succeed and to, to keep going, you know? So, uh, a couple of uh, verses I'm going to share about how God is our shield. Um, because in the dream, obviously Jesus was the one that shielded me. And there's so much in the Bible about how God is a, our shield and our defense. 
So Psalm 33, 20 says, Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Psalm 28, 7. The Lord is my strength and shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. I was, and also Psalm 91, 4. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. So I, I love that. His tr- the truth. So knowing God's truth also it protects us. It's that shield. I was reading a blog. Um, or I, I don't know where I was reading this from, but I'm going to read what I uh, what's just jumped off at the page um, to me. I don't know who wrote this. So a shield, it offers protection during the time of war, shade during the heat of day, and shelter to rest under at night. To be under God's shield is to have God as your protector, to trust that God will look out for you safe and safeguard you. But even more, to have God as your shield means that you are his. You belong to him. You fight under his shield, and he protects you as his own. It means that God has claimed you as his own. I just I love that because I think I'm not a warrior. I've never fought in a war. So I think that uh, people that have probably understand more how powerful that shield is and it protects you. It shades you. It's your shelter to rest in. And I love that it, that this person said that, you know, God is your shield means that you are his. You belong to him. You fight under his shield and he protects you as his own. So just thinking also just how one of the greatest you know, God protects us physically all the time. Like when I'm driving, I a lot of times think how I'm putting God's angels to work. And I just, I'm just so grateful how many times he protects me and my kids. Like I see them like just scrape by with near accidents all the time and just like, Lord, thank you, Jesus. So he obviously protects us all the time physically. In another way, I feel like God um, just has been highlighting to me how he protects me and his body is just how he can protect our mind you know, like Philippians or yeah, Philippians four, six, and seven, the famous passage about do not worry about anything, but pray about anything. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So God's desire is that His peace would guard our minds. And so the way to getting God's peace to guard our minds is through you know praying and not worrying and just seeking God. And so you know His. God's desire is to protect our minds. And I feel like, you know, the enemy so wants to infiltrate our minds and he wants to, um, because if he, if he can infiltrate our minds, then that affects our words. It affects our actions. He wants us to doubt God's faithfulness. He wants us to be full of, you know, fear and worry constantly. And, but there's something better, you know, there's peace that God wants to give to us, you know, and just thinking about social media, TV, internet, there's so much out there that's really positive. Like there's truth, encouragement, you know, some, you know, some stuff that's good about all those things, but there's a lot of just negativity that I feel like I hear and see constantly and a lot of lies, a lot of accusation and conspiracy and slander. And so we must ask Jesus, like we, Lord, we want discernment. We want to know like like what's true and not true. We can't just believe everything we read. We need you to protect our minds and help us to navigate when we read disappointing things. And when, um, you know, when we read, when we see things that kind of shake us a little bit or, or maybe that aren't true, like we need Jesus to help protect, you know, protect our minds um, so that we can have peace in our minds. And so we can therefore speak whole, like wholeness and, and live that out. So uh, I'm also going to share 
uh, verse 2, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. So there, there's, there might be like a storm raging around you guys, or there might be things, obviously, we all go through different situations and different things, but no matter what, God wants us to confidently say, like, like David did in this psalm, that he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Sometimes it's so hard to trust. I don't know why that is. I mean, I think I know why probably we just, we, I, I know for me, it's just, it's just hard. Like when things aren't going my way, maybe when someone's sick in my family or finances are, are tight or there's just different things going on in the world. It's just like, oh, I have to keep going back and trusting in Jesus. And uh, the other day I was also in my car. I feel like God speaks to me a lot in my car, but I was driving and I was just pouring out all my fears to God and just all my concerns and um, just like laying it out there. And I look up and I see the sign that says, concerned? Jesus can be trusted. I was like, oh, <laughs> like imagine that Lord, like here I am like pouring out venting. And then I'm like, oh, that's a great reminder. Amen. Like I need to continue to believe that. Like, and I feel like when we look back on our lives, we're going to understand way more. We're going to understand, okay, this is what he was doing in this situation. Like I might have not known. It's been, it might have been really hard for me to trust in this area, but this is what you were doing, or this is what you're doing in, in me or through other people. And like God's with us in each step. And, um, and I just, I hope that we'll understand that more, just like why we have to go through, th through certain things or why, you know, just different things happen. So I was also um, pouring out my heart to Derek. This was uh, maybe a week or so ago about the sermon I watched or listened to about like new levels, new devils type of thing. I'm like, I don't like that. <laughs> you know, like what, what's, I mean, I kind of understand it. Like, you know, that we're kind of more of a attack, you know, God, Satan wants to attack us more for being used. But Derek said something that was like, I just have really thought about since then. He said, new levels new devils, but also new angels, new protection. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that before too, but I, I believe that. And I was thinking about that. Yes. Like new angels, new protection, new grace, new strength. Like, and I, and just, that, that's just what the, you know, my dream is about. Like, yes, there was new levels. I was in the middle of like, you know, people wanting to shoot at me, but God was the one that came and, and just poured out his grace and helped me to run. And so I just, I love that. So just remember that if God's, you know, if you're getting tempted, if you're getting um, like attacked or whatever's happening in your life, if you're like, oh man, I'm really being attacked because of this and this and this, just know like, but there's extra grace for you. Like, cause God wants to protect you. So keep on going after him. Okay. So I'm going to do my last point here. Got the power of God's protecting love. All right, so basically, when we understand the, you know, just God's protecting love, how much he will sacrifice for us, it produces such a confidence and boldness in our hearts. And the enemy is afraid of a confident believer. If he knows that you are confident in who you are, in your forgiveness, in your love for him, and his love for you, that's that's a scary thing in the 
to the enemy. And so, you know, the, a confident believer doesn't just wallow in self-pity or just, you know, when you mess up, but gets up and keeps on going and keep and asks for forgiveness and keeps on running the race. And so, you know, just that when we understand God's love and his protection, like it really does produce such a boldness and confidence in our hearts that like we are his, like he, he's going to use us, protect us, be with us no matter what we're going through. He's the one that will wrap his arms around our whole body and protecting love to ensure that we can run that race that he has called us to run. And he is so much more committed, you know, to, to our race, I feel like, than we are. Like he, he wants to see us succeed. I look at Jesus as like a cheerleader. He's the one that's just, just there, um, cheering us on. And I have to share another quick dream too. I, um, this was years and years ago, but it's always stuck with me how Jesus is like a cheerleader in our lives. And I was in a, on, you know, there was like a huge mountain and I was in the valley and I knew I needed to get up this mountain. The only problem was, was that the mountain wasn't like a typical, you know, mountain like this, but it was inverted like that. And I needed to climb that mountain. And I was like, how do I do that? <laughs> um, but I knew like I had to get up there because I saw off in a distance on top of the mountain was a very happy man. He was smiling and waving and just I would just think, I thought in my dream, like, that is really intense. Like, he is just so happy. And like, why, you know, and I just was like taken back by the intensity of his joy. But I knew, like, I want to go up there. And so I started climbing this mountain. And I got to the very top. And I had my both my hands on top of the mountain. And one hand gives way. And I'm like, I'm going to fall and I'm going to die. And then I feel a hand grab a hold of mine and pull me up that mountain. It was that man on top of the mountain. So just remember, guys, that Jesus is the cheerleader in our lives, that when we're in those valleys, when we're going through hard times, you know, he's the one on top of the mountain. He wants us to not just stay in those valleys, but he wants us to press in, to reach those mountain experiences, experience his love. But also in the valleys, he wants us to believe that he is a God of joy, even in the valleys, the darkest moments of our heart, of our, you know, the darkest parts of our lives, that he is full of joy and he sees what we're going through. And it's just a glimpse, you know, this life is a vapor and, you know, we're going to spend eternity with Jesus if we, you know, if we love him, if we follow him. And so that's just so encouraging. You know, sometimes I have to remind myself of that happy man on top of the mountain and just like, he is like a, he is the best cheerleader ever. Okay, so, you know, God's protecting, so like I said, um, the power of God's protecting love, you know, it empowers us to run a race. When we know his love, it provokes us to want to love him in return. And, you know, I was thinking how intimacy with God is one of the most powerful weapons of spiritual warfare. If we're intimate with Jesus, that is, and we know, like I, like I said earlier, just our identity um, in him and our confidence, like that is uh, so powerful. So we need to continue just to seek to have that intimacy with him and put him number one. All right, I'm going to have a little conclusion here, guys. So I um, I was just pouring my heart. This was, year, I think, a couple of years ago when I had this dream. I was pouring out my heart to the Lord and discussing like what this dream meant about this, you know, running and God's protection. And I, I just said this, said this like phrase and it was, 
how I have a tendency to focus on the enemy and his weapon instead of turning my attention to the one who is holding me. And when I said that, I just started crying because I was like, man, Lord, like this is so much how I, I do things. Like I, I have a tendency to focus on the power of the enemy instead of really like the one who's like protecting me. And so, um, my encouragement to all of us is let's fix our eyes on Jesus. You know, no matter what, like, yes, we should acknowledge that the enemy is real, but let's focus on him, you know, and, um, and just understand like all that he will do for us. You know, God is calling us to focus on his selfless, perfect love. When we run, when we do so, it will empower us to run with great joy and confidence. You know, also, um, just a question for you guys tonight. Is there anything hindering you or holding you back? Like for me, sometimes that could be fear, all the what ifs in my brain, or maybe like the busyness or the perceived busyness that I have in my life. Um, you know, sometimes I, you know, just the, my quiet times might kind of get shoved to the back burner, but that is what God is calling us to do and focus on first and foremost to prioritize that. And really it's, if it's important to us, we will prioritize it. You know, we don't have to like, uh, excuse I'm too busy for that isn't really a good enough excuse because if it was really important, then we would prioritize it if that makes sense. So I just know like sometimes I'm like, Oh Lord, I'm just too busy to have my quiet time this morning. But I'm, but it's really, it's not that I'm busy. It's just that I don't, I need to readjust where my priorities are, you know? Okay. So I'm going to read a quote when you run, I don't know who this is from, but when you run alone, it's called race. And when you run with God, it's called grace. Love that. I thought that like really aligned with my dream. So when you run with God, it's called grace. So I hope that you guys tonight just take away like the dreams that I had and know that it's not just for me, but it's for all you guys. You know, know that God will take the bullets um, in your life and he wants us to have that confidence to keep on going and to fulfill what he's called us to in our lives and understand his protecting love, you know, in a personal way. And so just, um, you know, meditate on the Psalm 20, uh, Psalm 91 and let's just keep on going after Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. I'm going to pray. God, we just thank you so much for tonight and how you are a God who's so selfless. And we thank you for your kindness to us, Lord. And we just pray that you would continue to reveal to us who you are and how you are just so willing to give up your life for our sakes and what you've done for us, Lord. We just thank you. We thank you that you desire us to keep going and to focus on you, not on the enemy and his tactics. But Lord, we ask for grace to fix your eyes on you, the author and finisher of our faith. And I pray that tonight that you would just deepen our, our love for you. No matter what we're going through, God, we just ask that you would help us to declare, as, as it says in verse 2, that God is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him will I trust. Thank you, God. Amen. For more messages like this one, please visit our online teaching library at gphop.org teachings. If you found this free material helpful in your walk with God, please prayerfully consider a generous donation. To give, please visit gphop.org slash donate. That's gphop.org slash donate. Thank you, and may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you today.